We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my friends. I hope you're having an exquisite day today. Now, I have a question. Do you sometimes wish you had a different relationship with your body? Do you find yourself sometimes looking in a mirror and judging it for not looking the way you want it to? Or have you ever stepped on a scale and been mad because it doesn't weigh what you think it should? Well, I know for a fact the relationship with one's body can be complex, confusing, and very painful. So if you're ready to come into a more accepting and loving relationship with your physical self, we have a very knowledgeable, wise, and wonderful expert here with us today on Journey to Center. And she's going to elaborate and enlighten us on this very important subject and share with us how we can learn to love ourselves unconditionally and claim our ideal weight naturally, effortlessly, and easily forever. We're talking to Michelle Hasty. She has been featured in In Shape magazine over a dozen times for her life-changing gift of transforming bodies, minds, and lives. Michelle is also a contributor to the Women's Studies bestseller, Women Will Save the World. She is also the author of The Weight Loss Shift, Be More, Way Less. As a weight loss coach with a background in personal training, food psychology, neurolinguistics, linguistic programming, and yoga, Michelle helps chronic dieters surrender to their body's wisdom in order to lose weight permanently. Michelle uses a unique blend of science, psychology, and spirituality and helps people live incredible lives in bodies they love. Michelle, thanks for being here today on Empower Radio. Thank you for having me. Like I said, I'm honored to be here. Yes, it's so fantastic connecting with you. I've read your book, and it is quite different than a lot of the weight loss books out there. So I'd love to know why you wrote it. How did this book come into being? It came as a lot of things have been coming lately in my life, really organically. It wasn't something that I said, I need to write a book and then put pencil to paper. It it just sort of, it came from a longing to really share information and I was like, I just need to get it out of my head. I need to get it out of my head. I need to put it on paper. <laughs> so I just would, you know, periodically just write and write and write. And it, and it sat on my computer for a while. And I was like, I need to do something with this. You know, I took the time to write it. And I wanted to share the information. And it's time to share that with the world. Yeah, I love that. And so, you know, a lot of people will say, well, if you want to lose weight, you need to eat less and move more. And it's logical, but it doesn't always seem to work all that effectively. I'd like to know a little bit more about your method and why it's more effective than the eat less, move more. Yeah, no, but I'm, like you said, it's logical. And we as logical human beings want it to work so badly. It's, <laughs> it's like it's wrapped with a neat little bow. Like, here you go. Just follow this little formula and you're good to go. All your problems will be solved. Um, and, you know, I think on one hand, that sounds really nice and simple, but on the other hand, it, if that did work, that would be a pretty sucky way to live because you'd have to count your calories for the rest of your life. Um, and it would mean that if you went on a vacation and you ate differently, that you would gain weight. It would mean that if you got injured and you couldn't work out, that you would gain weight. It puts so much pressure on our lives being a specific way, following a specific formula and um, it's not realistic to live that way, you know, and that's just, and like I said, it's a sucky way to live, in my opinion. 
Yeah, it really um, is. So you know, I've, I've seen a lot of people really struggle. It's like I was on vacation with some girlfriends and one was on this diet where she would drink milk and Coke every other day. So she could only eat every oh, other what? day. I'm like, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> that is one I've not heard. <laughs> well, she lost a lot of weight, but it was it was temporary because deprivation yes. doesn't seem to work long term. Wouldn't you agree? It, it doesn't because, you know, we, um, you know, we seek pleasure, avoid pain and um, deprivation is extremely painful. Um, and we know inherently like that spirit inside of us, that, that true authentic version of ourselves knows with certainty that deprivation is not part of our long-term plan. Like we deserve more than that. We deserve to live in a place of love and light. And we also deserve to achieve whatever it is that we desire in a way that doesn't suck. Like that's our God-given right. <laughs> I love that so much. It's so true. It should be more fun. It should be easier. It should be more graceful. So I want to really get into how we can start to kind of claim this reality for ourselves. So somebody's listening to this going, well, I'm, I'm just doing this diet right now and I am pretty mad about it, but I don't know what else to do. What would you have, what would you say to that person? How can we start to change our thinking and way of being? I think the simplest way to say it is we need to switch from thinking um, to lose weight to feeling. And, the, and I say that because dieting requires so much thought. Um, you need to count your calories. You need to look at carbs. You need to look at fat. You need to look at sugar. You need, and it's a lot of thinking involved. I need to think about how much I'm working out. Am I sweating enough? Is my heart rate up high enough? What's my numbers at? How many did I burn? How many did I eat? Right? It's all up in that head space. Um, and what that does is it disconnects us from our body and our natural intuitive wisdom because everyone's body knows how to be ideal for you, whatever that is. Um, so when you finally switch out of that thinking space and you get kind of more grounded, more into your body, more into feeling, how do I feel? Do I feel hungry? Do I feel full? Do I feel like moving? Do I feel like that was a good workout? Do I feel like I need more rest? Everything is based off of feeling it takes you out of that space of having to think so much, which tends to be the number one concern I get from people when they come to me. They say, you know, I just wish I didn't have to think so much about food exercise in my body. And the truth is you don't. You're choosing to think about it. Yes, um, it's better to feel it. So you're bringing up something that I think is so vital. And it's, it is dealing with our feelings, dealing with our emotions. So what would you say our emotions really have to do with our weight? I mean, so much. In fact, there's a whole section in the book about, you know, your emotions are here to teach you lessons about your weight and about your body. And I mean, everyone, I would say that has any issues with emotional eating will tell me, you know, I eat to stuff away my emotions. I don't want to feel them. And the funny thing about emotional eating is that it definitely has a place. Everyone emotionally eats, right? You can think of a time that you ate a meal and it reminded you of your mother's home cooking or reminds you of this nice date you went on. Like food is emotional, we can't deny that. However, we use it so incorrectly because we'll say, you know, I had a crappy day. I'm feeling really stressed. I don't want to deal with that. So I'm going to eat a bunch of food, which doesn't make me feel less stressed, which doesn't relieve any, any type of pain. And now I feel guilty and ashamed on top of all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it so just, it's, it's a downward it's, spiral from there, isn't it? Yeah, it's dysfunctional. And so if we were to actually use emotional eating in a positive way and say, um, you know, this, the truth is that I do have a, a positive emotional experience when I eat this food or when I eat with these people or have this experience. And the truth is that if I'm stressed or if I'm sad or if I'm bored, um, food's actually not going to give me what I need. And I have to be honest with myself about that. That's so, so true. So powerful. I know um, 
when I was struggling with my whole relationship with food, I couldn't feel my stomach. I didn't know when I was hungry. I didn't know when I was full. I was shooting on myself a lot. Mm -hmm. And um, it doesn't seem to work. I was judging myself. And then at one point, I was really on my knees with the whole thing. And my body said, I just want to eat when I'm hungry. I just want to sleep when I'm tired. Just give me a chance. Just like, you know, and I was so afraid to trust it. Because I thought mm-hmm. I was going to weigh like 500 pounds if I just did what it wanted to. But, you know, things really kind of fell into place and I've never struggled again. That is our societal pattern, though, right? We're really taught not to trust the body. In fact, yes. any diet method tells you that. Um, you know, you have to portion control. You have to read labels. You have to count your calories. Don't trust your body. Um, don't trust your appetite. Don't trust yourself. And so we're really just deprogramming all of that stuff. Um, and that was also a big section I wanted to put in the book was, you know, what our programming, how that affects our bodies in our way. What is it? How does our subconscious mind even work? And how is that affecting my body in a negative way or positive? And I love that you went into that because it's so what I'm all about. I'm a hypnotherapist and I, I say all the time, our subconscious mind dictates how much money we make, but it also does dictate what we weigh. So, uh, I think that's fascinating. You talk about overweight consciousness, versus ideal weight consciousness. Love this subject and I want to hear more. Yeah, I think that a lot of times people assume that overweight uh, consciousness is for people who are a certain weight and it has nothing to do with your size. Um, And I wish I had a better word for it because I think that overweight maybe isn't the best word. But the truth is, it doesn't matter what your weight is. It doesn't matter if you need to lose 10 pounds, 5 pounds, don't need to lose any weight, or you need to lose... 200 pounds, um, the state in which you're operating in or that subconscious, you know, patterns and beliefs and thoughts are going to be all around this obsessive thing about your bodies and weight and food and exercise. It's going to be a lot about lack of trust. It's going to be a lot of fear. So even if you're thin, you can be an overweight consciousness if you're constantly afraid of eating sugar or having a beer or going on vacation or not working out, right? So that doesn't really matter what you weigh. It's just that state of just constant fear about food exercise in your body versus an ideal weight consciousness, which is someone who could be any weight. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're at your ideal weight or not. It just matters that you feel okay with where you are. You're not fighting with it. You're, you're totally, you, you have a healthy relationship with food, with exercise, with your body. You feel at ease and at peace. You might have a desire to change things about your body. You might have a desire to have something different, but you're not so obsessed or focused on that you're really okay with where you are Mm. to me what i hear you saying when you when you're speaking it's like acceptance versus judgment and that works with most relationships so it makes sense that would also help us with our physical selves sure so michelle why do you think loving our body is so powerful when it comes to really um losing the weight and and just maintaining our ideal weight well, for one, most people haven't tried it. <laughs> like you said, there's that sort of irrational fear of um, if I were to accept myself, then I'm going to be 500 pounds, um, which has absolutely no merit to it. <laughs> we have no evidence in our life of that ever being true. Uh, we have no evidence that if we were to fully accept and love ourselves, and I don't mean give up, I mean actually find full love and acceptance, um, that we would gain weight. There's no proof of that. There's no evidence of that that I've been able to find. I've never met someone who told me I just completely fell in love with myself and said, you know what? You're okay where you are. You don't need to fight with where you are. And then boom, gain 200 pounds. Never heard that before. 
you know, but That's we all fantastic. see it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So wow. for one, I'll say it's powerful because you probably have not ever tried it. <laughs> Most people haven't. I it's guess one that's of those true. Things. I know it was so revelatory for me when that kind of like dropped into my awareness. Just love me. Just accept me. Just yeah. you know, trust me. It was like, what? That's such a novel concept. <laughs> and it's so important Michelle, to recognize that fear too and yeah, just it's, recognize it's, that it's there. Yeah, exactly. That was so, it, I didn't understand the degree it was running my life until right. you know, I really stopped and started listening. So Michelle, why yeah. do you think people struggle so much with this relationship? Why do people dislike their bodies so much? I think that in, in our society too, we are taught that, you know, always to, to drive forward and always to speak more. And I think that that has its place, but it also, you know, it's, it's sort of abnormal if you were to have a conversation with someone, especially like someone you just met and what somehow you were talking about weight or bodies or whatever. And you said, and let's just say you had 20 extra pounds on you then somebody might think is, is okay. And if you were to say to that person, I'm actually really, I'm really good with where I'm at. Like, I really kind of love my body the way it is. That would be so weird to someone. <laughs> like, what do you That's mean true. you don't want to change your body? What do you mean you don't want to be perfect? What do you mean you don't want to lose weight? What's wrong with you? <laughs> so we kind of grow up in, in, this, in this culture of always driving for more or for perfection or for anything other than what you are. And if you were to be okay with what you are, that would be so weird to people. Would be unusual, wouldn't it? Yeah. It's like, I don't think people would know what to do with you. And sometimes they don't, you know, (laughs) when I talk to people about it, like, no, I'm just good where I'm at. Like, I don't know. I don't don't know what I weigh. I don't really care. (laughs) Yeah. That's not something you hear every day. Right. I think part of it is just sort of our culture coming to a place where we have balance between seeking growth. You know, I think it's important to seek growth and I would, you know, I would be bored if I wasn't seeking growth in my personal life, but also having a boundary of, well, is this driving me to just not accept where I am or not be okay with saying to someone, I'm good with where I'm at and have yes. the, this, you know, strange look coming back at you. <laughs> are you speaking Chinese? What, what are you saying? Exactly. <laughs> You don't want to lose weight, but you can lose weight. I mean, you could stand to, but you don't want to. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 different. I love that. So if somebody's listening to this going, wow, you're bringing up some, some valid points here, and I'm really relating to this. Maybe I don't like my body. How can somebody start um, shifting from, from disliking or hating their bodies to loving their bodies? You know, I think it goes just like any other relationship would, as if it were a person. That's kind of an exercise I'll give people to do. You know, if your relationship with your body was a relationship with a real person, A, how would you describe that relationship? How are you treating your body and how is your body treating you as, as a friendship? Um, and if you realize that you don't like that relationship so much, how would you heal a relationship with anybody? And I think that it starts with, really clear and open communication. It starts with letting go of the past. You know, if you got in a fight with a friend and you wanted to mend that relationship, the first thing you'd probably say to each other is, look, I know, you know, stuff happened in the past and it wasn't ideal, but there's no point of dwelling on that. Let's decide how we want to move forward together. And the truth is that you and your body, just like you and a friend, you have the same goal in mind. Um, So I think really connecting to the fact that you want the same things for one another. It is a relationship just like it's a relationship with anything else. And you would heal it the same way you would as if you were healing a relationship with a person. That's so true. It's so true. It's it's interesting to start considering it in that way if you never have before. But, you know, really your body wants to be on the same team as you. 
It's like you're better yeah. allies than enemies. You are. And, and with dieting and because that is so, so in our face all the time, uh, we're really taught, like I said, not to trust the body, not to be in connection with the body and to work against the body. You know, don't trust it. Don't trust your appetite. So therefore, you don't have the ability to say we're on the same team. And what you're basically doing is setting yourself up to work against your body for the rest of your life, which means you have to think your way to your ideal weight for the rest of your life. And then that brings up the whole subject of disease, which is dis-ease or unease in the body. It's like, how can you expect to be in vital, vibrant health if you're at odds and if you're enemies? Yeah, you can't. You know, and everything, one of the main things I've learned is that healing and weight loss and whatever you desire, it happens in that state of relaxation. And if you're constantly in a, in a battle, whether it's, you know, physical stress that you can feel or just an internal battle that you know is there, um, you're not in a state of relaxation. The healing can't take place. The weight cannot be released. You couldn't expect it to in that state. And again, yeah, this comes back to your thoughts and your beliefs and your consciousness. So. It, yeah. it does. It comes back to that. So absolutely, Michelle, where where are they? Are they at, are they at a place of battle? Yes. Are you on the same side or on opposite teams? Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. So, what are two or three of your favorite weight loss tips in your book, The Weight Loss Shift? Um, oh God, there's there's so much in there. <laughs> It really is. And I can't recommend it enough. So I want you to be able to tell people how to get a copy of your book, but I know they're getting great value from this conversation as well. <laughs> I think that, you know, the three main, the, 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 the whole theme of the book is being versus doing. And so I'd say my first tip, which is the theme of the book is really to let go of being so, I guess, obsessed with the doing. In other words, if someone was to lose weight, your question for them would most likely be, what did you do? Um, and that's irrelevant. Like I joke around, like, you know, the way that I lost weight was I got in a car accident. So if you were to focus on how, what I did, what I did was I got on the freeway, I got in a car accident and I couldn't move. <laughs> so that would be the doing. <laughs> but right. I think doing doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if someone cut out sugar. It doesn't matter if someone got in a car accident. It doesn't matter if somebody um, found out they were allergic to dairy. The doing doesn't matter. So if you can find out and really focus on what someone, who they were being as they released their weight, that's something that you can actually take into your life and use, and you can do whatever it is that feels right to you. Doing doesn't really matter. So it's that being space. And that's really, like I said, the theme of the entire book is let go of that doing. Yes, we're human beings, not human doings. And I find living that's from right. that space is more of a heart-based reality than a head-based reality. And I know for me... It's been a lot more satisfying and fulfilling and effective and natural. Totally. And yes. I would say the second thing, that the big thing that I, that I would recommend for people is, I kind of mentioned it earlier, is really recognizing how stressful your thoughts and beliefs and patterns are to your body. Because if you are in that state of stress response, you literally can't expect your body to work for you. It's not going to. And so there's nothing, there's absolutely nothing more important than relaxation and doing whatever it takes to be in that relaxed state as much as possible. Um, and that goes for when you're eating, it goes for when you're moving, it goes for when you're resting or playing or working, um, really connecting to a state of, of peace, uh, which I believe is the ultimate goal for most people anyway. Yeah, that's a, another novel concept in our very ambitious society. What? Relax? That's not something mm -hmm. that most people 
um, make a we priority, are. and I do think it's so vital. We're obsessed so with productivity. We are, and and a lot of people grew up in households where if you were sitting around, quote unquote, doing nothing, which to me is relaxing, um, there was a, a tendency for that for an adult to come in and say, "Well, do something. <laughs> you can't just sit there." Um, oh yeah, be productive. <laughs> Go do a chore. Um, and so we're so sort of conditioned for that. And then now I'm like, I don't. I want to do nothing. <laughs> I don't need to do. I don't need to be productive. I don't feel like being productive. Yeah, peace is a beautiful thing. Relaxation mm-hmm. is an important thing. It's finding that sure balance, is. you know. Yeah. Well, you want to be more productive if you allow yourself time to relax. That's that's a natural state. It absolutely is. I know that's that's definitely the case for me. I, I see it all the time with my clients as well. So, Michelle, what do you hope people will gain from reading your book? I really hope that after they begin to crack open this book, that they really come out of that place of being so concerned with what they're doing because it is a distraction. Um, you know, it is really easy to. I shouldn't say easy, but it's comfortable to deprive or to cut out foods or to force yourself to work out really hard. Um, As much as we might think that that's not comfortable, it actually is a comfort for us. So if we can switch to a place where we're like, I don't have that as an option anymore to lose weight. So what does that mean? That means I have to actually sit down, process emotions, process feelings, look at my patterns straight in the face, change them, change my thoughts, change my beliefs, question my beliefs and where they came from. You know, be honest about who put them there, <laughs> which might not be so pleasant. Um, right. And and when we eliminate the distraction of the counting calories of the working out obsessively, and we get rid of that, you're left with the actual. You know, you have to change. Like you have to actually transform your life, and that's what I want people to really gain is that mm-hmm. that can be a beautiful place to start your journey, and it's so much more easy and effortless and fun. As much as it might be uncomfortable and still hard work to work through your thoughts and beliefs and patterns, it's so much more pleasant of a journey than deprivation and overexercise and exhaustion. Oh, I absolutely agree. So we only have a couple minutes here, but I really want to ask you this question because I think it's so interesting. What do you think the uh, connection is between loving the body, loving the self, and loving the world is? Oh, I mean, I think that that's just, it all begins with you, right? I mean, if you can find love for yourself, and like I said earlier, it's it's weird in our culture to really love ourselves so openly. I mean, I think as people really begin to do that, as they begin to sit in that space of just complete love and acceptance for themselves, you begin to be, to shine that light of an example for other people to say, well, maybe that is okay to do. Maybe that is actually kind of normal, um, which allows us to have so much more space to show love to the world, to show love to each other, to show our love to ourselves. Um, And that's, I feel like, a much more natural state of being for every human. Mm. Well, that's why we're on Journey to Center. I really think outer reality is a reflection of inner reality. And if we take care of the in here, the out there shifts and transforms. And it's it's a beautiful thing. It is. I agree. Yeah. So, Michelle, if people are like, oh, I want more of her wisdom, how do they find you? How do they get a copy of your book? Yeah, absolutely. The book is on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, so you can go on either one of those sites um, and check it out there, The Weight Loss Shift. 
uh, be more way less. If you want to find out more about kind of what I'm up to, my website is totalbodyhealthsolutions.com. You can find out more about me there and the book and all of that. Um, but I really hope that it helps. You know, that's really that's really the goal of writing the book, right? Just to help as many people as possible. Um, so I hope that it does that. Yeah, and I really see the potential in that. I was like, I, I've read a lot of books, but this was really different in certain ways. And I, I just, I just love how you uh, address it, how you are with it. I think it can really help people shift into a more loving, accepting way of being with themselves and therefore with everything else around them. And to me, what's, what's better than that? Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So this is just truly an honor and a pleasure and a privilege to connect with you. And one quick last little thing. I don't know if you can put this in a nutshell. You were a contributor in another absolutely love publishing book, Women Will Save the World. Do you have a minute? You can tell me something about that. That sounds fascinating. It was a really cool project that Caroline put together. And um, the Basically, it's all these women's stories about how they use their feminine power and energy to overcome whatever it is that they overcame. Um, so in there, you'll see my story about how I was in my car accident and lost my weight and connected to my femininity. And there's amazing, amazing women's stories in there. I highly, highly recommend checking that out just to help you really connect to. I'm not the only one. You know, everyone's got their story and their journey and look how they can come out the other side. We can use tragedy for the purpose of expansion and triumph eventually. So I I love that. I'm going to have to get a copy of that book for sure. It's amazing. So to my listeners, I just really appreciate you connecting with us here today. I know you got some uh, wonderful tidbits and wisdom here. So yes, check out Michelle and her book, The Weight Loss Shift. And if you want to get a hold of me, I would love to hear from you about anything you want to talk about. You know, this is really about a conversation and a connection. So if you have questions, thoughts, ideas, somebody you want me to have a conversation with, please go to my website, TammyBPhD.com or write to me at TammyBPhD.com at gmail.com or find me on Facebook. Love Facebook. Love connecting with you guys. So thank you for hanging out with us. God bless you. You're in my heart. Onward and upward. Bye for now.